My friends, you have stumbled upon our hang with Nathan Sykes. And Nathan's a really cool dude. You probably know him from The Wanted. Now he's single doing his own thing, and he's absolutely killing it. He's had two singles so far, Kiss Me Quick and his new one, which is out right now, featuring Ariana Grande over and over again. And I I think Nathan's incredible. One of the greatest voices of our generation. Such an incredible talent with so much potential, and he's unreal. And getting a chance to hang out with him was an honor. So, uh, yeah, I hope you learned something new about Nathan. We talk about Ariana, we talk about his career, we talk about his mom, his life, his music, and more. Enjoy. Let me know what you think. Zach Sang in the Gang. Zach Sang in the Gang radio show. The Zach Sang in the Gang radio show. I'd be a great baby daddy, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't think people understand this is a punishment. Great, why would you not want to be a part of this? What? People in nice cars can't fart? What did I do? I'm going to vomit. In the studio right now, Nathan Sykes. Hello. I feel like it's been a very long time. It has been a very long time. Like, I remember the last time I saw you. Yeah. New York City. Yes. It was Grandpa Grande's birthday party. It certainly was. And that was it. Yeah. That was the last time. It was, yeah. And yeah, I don't know why it's been so long. I don't know either. It's been a minute. Yeah. How's life been? Uh, It's been very, very good. It's been very busy uh, and eventful. And there's been a lot of music. I've kind of locked myself away in the studio. I feel but. like it's been years planning for this moment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you you, you killed it in The Wanted, Cheers, right? Man. Yeah. But you must have known the entire time that this was it. Because you, you hear over <laughs> and over again, it's a slam dunk, man. Well, you know what? You know what? Um, I think when you're in a band, you're very focused on the band. And yeah. you, you don't really think about anything else apart from what you're doing with the band. Um, but then when that kind of very quickly, like turned and it was like okay we're taking a break and it was like i was 20 and i was like cool what now and i I was like i was sat there and i kind of like i think i like locked myself in my bedroom for like a month and i was like i don't know what to do and i was like i can't do this for the rest of my life yeah and just wait for the day that someone picks up the phone and goes should get back together again um so i was like you know what i love music i love writing music i love making music um so i'm just gonna Start writing and see what happens. And then very quickly it turned into, this is sounding good. Let's let's make an album of it. So I was like, okay, why not? Uh, and then very quickly that turned into like a UK tour. And then I was like going out with an eight-piece band and stuff like that. And I was like, this is feeling really good. Um, and then... Why does it feel so right? I don't know. It just... I think it's just a natural thing to do. Um, and I think I really enjoyed expressing myself yeah. uh, instead of worrying about for other people and being like, what did they think? And there was like songs that I do that wouldn't a bit unlike the wanted. Yes. Um, and then they'd like never get cut. And then because it wouldn't suit like two of their voices and then they'd write songs that wouldn't suit my voice. And then like, so songs like that wouldn't get cut. I um, get that. We all, I think we, we compromise on sound. Um, like because we always kind of it was a collaboration exactly of you five need, different sounds you have to sound good together you know exactly um, so I think I was really enjoying the process of of like expressing myself and yes. kind of finding who weirdly Nathan Sykes was for the first time in 20 years which was a bit strange well, <laughs> I mean who are you I, I, to be fair I still don't know I'm, yeah. no, I'm joking I'm joking <laughs> um, is it a quest uh, you know, you know what? It's been it's been a mission because uh, yeah. I started off and it started off very R and B, like very 
dark. And I was like, that needs to change. I'm not a dark person in the slightest. Yeah. But I was, you know, like when you come, like when you kind of like take a break and start making music and everyone does it. They're like, you know what? I'm going to be really cool. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and to be fair, I thought I was a lot cooler than I actually am. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hey, I'm just going to be myself. I love jazz music. I love soul. I love Motown. I love pop music as well. So like, I'm going to try and merge them together and see what happens. Um, and I wrote a song called Morning Never Know. Um, there's quite bluesy um and that was like a jamming session at the end of a long day of writing a very very r&b song that just wasn't me and i was like let's just try something else and we just started jamming on the guitar and i was like this is it and i started singing the chorus and i was like i've got the sound this is it and then like the week after i wrote my debut single kiss me quick and i was like cool okay i found it i'm really happy and it's fun as well it's like I'm I'm not that much of a depressing person. I mean, there are moments on the album that are de- extremely depressing, um, but in a, in a good way because yeah. I think ev- everyone goes through stuff, and I think like from a writer's point of view, it's it's great to write about stuff like that. Well, that's exactly it, right? And even if you listen to over and over again, right? Yeah. It's it's not depressing. Is it deep and beautiful? Yeah, yeah. I think it's another side. I think, it, yeah. think it's a softer side. Absolutely, vulnerable. Yes. Some would say. Um, I I, I, yeah. I think I would say that. Thanks, um, and I think. I really enjoyed writing that song because the songs on the album were a bit sad. Um, and they're about kind of like people who I cared about who didn't care for me and, uh, and stuff like that. Like near relationships, like past relationships and yeah. like that sort of thing. And I was like, I want to write about telling someone how I feel um, and and the positive side of it. And, and that kind of idea of that unconditional love that you kind of have throughout your life and and it's great that people are, are now using it as their first dance at their weddings yeah. it's such a compliment um and and obviously writing the video on the same day i wrote the song yeah i was like this can be a fun video i'm gonna act <laughs> yeah. like, why not? you went for it i probably went for it you did a good job i forgot that i put in that very very um passionate scene halfway <laughs> through the song um and we got I was, I was in bed the day of the the video shoot and i was flicking through all the different scenes and i see this scene i was like I don't remember suddenly writing that I become half naked in this video. So I rang up Frank. The director. I was like, mate, what on earth is this? I was like, where's this come from? Um, and he was like, dude, that was that was your idea. And I was like, I mean, I'm sure I can make it work. But, um, but is, I'm assuming that through music, right? And yeah. through these videos, that's how you truly ex- express yourself. Absolutely, because I'm terrible at doing it in person. Um, so I, th- I think... <laughs> I think when, when I get into the studio, there's that moment of, you know what, I can actually like, yes. say stuff now because I'm, I'm a bit awkward and a bit a bit strange when I want to be. Um, so like, I've seen you socially like a few times. You know yeah, I mean? horrendous. <laughs> yeah. I'm the kid who sits there in the corner and just hopes that the party goes quickly. A little bit. I mean, I've never related yes. more to a song than Alessia Cara here. Yeah. I'm just like, yep, that's me. Alessia, I feel you so much. (laughs) Have you ever, you know, over and over again, you said the meaning was, you know, you expressing to someone truly the way you feel, right? Have you ever been able to do that? Because you've only been, I mean, according to what I've been able to find, right, only two public relationships. Ariana being one, and then there was one before them, both ending kind of soon to one another. Have you ever been able to sit somebody down? No. (laughs) (laughs) Them included. Um, um, But it's, um, you know what, I I think especially with Over and Over Again, I wrote that song with the idea of eventually being like, hey, this is 
this was it. This is written about about you. Was um, it written about Ariana? No, 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 it wasn't. It was it was written about someone else. And and the problem with that is they still don't know it's written about them. Um, which, which you gotta is, like Facebook message it to them. Just well, Facebook message well, a link to them. Just a link, yeah. <laughs> but not even like the video link. Just the iTunes download yeah, yeah, link. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, uh, "Are you telling me to buy your music?" Like, like, There's huh? a reason behind it. I promise. <laughs> um, and it's awkward because they text me the, the day it came out. They're like, "You know what? This new song is is great." And I was like, "You know what? I'm so happy you love it. This this is what? this is great." Um, so, okay, but, let's get into this because this is interesting to me. When I talk about somebody in my relationships on the air, I'm honest. Like, I'll, I'll yeah. say a name. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> um, my thought is, are you going to tell them? How do you tell them? Or do you want them to just figure it out on their own? I've passed the point. To be fair, I, I think I'd be too nervous to tell them. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm the type of person, if they messaged me and was like, is this song written about me? I'd be like, who do you think you are? <laughs> Get ego. rid of your ego. It's like, how obnoxious of you to think that this song that I definitely wrote about you is about you. Um, so it, it's, I don't know, I think it's going to be one of them that I just never end up saying. No, I, re- are you still talking to this person actively? Yeah. Yeah. So are, are you seeing this person? No. Do you want to see this person? Not really. <laughs> not anymore. So do you not okay, so, so do you not feel this way about them today? Uh I, I did it I did very much at the time I wrote it. Uh less so now. Um I think I think when you when you care for someone in life, I think you you always still have a soft spot for them. Yes. Um but I don't know, I'm very much in a place where I'm very much single at the moment. Okay. Um and and I think I'm enjoying that a lot. I'm just like, hey, like it's not fun kind of dragging someone around the world with you or just being like hi i'm having great fun on the other side of the world how is it in rainy england um, you having fun there no but, um, hard to see common ground you know hard to yeah hang. So, so i think it's difficult but I'm, I'm very focused on music i'm kind of dating music at the moment which which is odd um <laughs> but but i'm loving it are you the kind of person who lives all this life right hoards all of these ideas hoards these emotions comes up with all these concepts and melodies yeah you know becomes a little bit of a recluse yeah and then goes and writes and then you come back and you emerge Absolutely. and you live life again almost like a mole rat you get you, me you, no you, you know what i, I think <laughs> I, don't know. I, I think musicians are extreme people we're yeah. very extreme especially on the songwriting side so i think when we experience something it's like the best thing we've ever experienced in our entire life mm-hmm. and then when something slightly sad happens it's the most devastating thing on the planet because we kind of we almost train ourselves to think like that so we can pull from it from a writing perspective if that makes sense um so that's what i've done anyway (laughs) there's probably some writers (laughs) listening going nope you're just weird Um, (laughs) no i mean overly dramatic i get it yeah you know things have to yeah you love a drama exactly yeah. And you have to put yourself in that position to really experience it fully. Yeah. You know, you, I, I'm sure it's hard to write about something that you haven't really gone through. Yeah, I, I hate putting myself in other people's, like, experience. It's like, it's, it's, hard. it's like, oh, how's your life? Great, let's write about that. that I don't care you, about. You can't do um, that. So, I mean, I really respect people who can do that. But I think um, I always find the songs that I connect to personally yeah. uh, are the songs that have come from other people's personal experiences like like when i listen to adele's music and sam smith's music mm. you can tell they've been through it yes um and and that's really really great to listen to 
okay, what was the tipping point in this relationship that sparked over and over again? Was there a defining moment that you can look back on and say, okay, that did it. I wrote the song then. You know what it was? It was when I got back from L.A. And I had a meeting with the label in London. And they sat there. They were like, so the album must be done, right? This is great. Like, congratulations. You've you've got a fantastic debut album. I was like, no, it's not finished. (laughs) And they were like, why? I was like, all the ballads are quite depressing. Um, And I need to write, I need to say something that's that's positive and, and... and he's looking on the happier side of, of love and, mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, and they were like, cool, where, where do you want to write the song? I was like, LA. They're like, you want a holiday? <laughs> Shut up. You want a holiday? Uh, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm serious. Get me out to LA for three days. I've got two things I need to say. I need to bring closure to the record and I need to write a love song. Um, so I flew out and yeah, wrote the two songs and flew straight back. Um, and that was the end of the album until the start of this year. And then I, st- I, then I started writing again. And I was like... Yeah, I like this idea. Um, so I got back in the studio again, uh, and I'm just finishing up some other stuff as well. But wow. I'm not sure where that's going to go, because the album was done. It was like mixed, mastered, ready to go whenever. And now it's changing. Um, and now I've written some more songs, and I'm I'm really liking some of them. So I'm just like... Oh. Have you always been writing? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm one of them people that constantly writes. I write in the shower. It's really weird. How does that work? <laughs> um, Soggy papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be odd. Um, you write lyrics in the mist on your shower. You know what? I have done before. Like I've write, I've written song titles there, so I don't forget it. So when I get out, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, but normally I just hang out of the shower awkwardly and then like sing into my voice notes on my phone. Okay. And you can like hear the shower going in the background. Um, and there's a song on the album. Um, actually, there's two songs um, that I wrote most in the shower. A song called Money, a song called Famous, that mostly were written in the shower. I, I, that's like a vulnerable moment. You're naked in the shower. <laughs> Yeah, you're and very, you're writing music about your life that's emotional. You're, you're very exposed. That's yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Wow, wow. You don't want to get yeah. robbed in that moment. You no, know? no. It's like you, the worst time to get robbed. Yeah, especially if your phone's unlocked as well, because then they've got all your voice notes and you're naked in the shower no, like uh, and you're being robbed. It's not ideal. <laughs> that's beautiful, a little yeah. bit. It's nice. I like that. It'd be a great music video. I, I feel like there was times when I would see you with our yeah, interesting music video. <laughs> I feel like there's times that I would see with Ariana where I was like, uh, where I would think like, you know what? He might write a song about that moment. You know, this date was pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> something, something might come out of this. Yeah, it was it was always eventful. Um, yeah. And she's great as well, especially, you know, what, getting her on over and over again. Awesome. I was in London after we released a song um, in the UK and I was like, you know, who'd sound great on this song. He'd absolutely kill it. Uh, and I was like, Ari. So we got in contact and. She she was like, you know what, I'd love to, um, which is awesome because obviously we did almost as never enough together. Um, which, by the way, like beautiful I still. S- but that's where I met Harmony Samuels, who's the really? executive producer of my album now. Um, so that's it's cool. kind of come in a full circle and I wrote over and over again with Harmony. Hell yeah. And now Ari's featuring on this. So it's kind of come in a full yeah. circle. I love it. Um, were you guys in the same studio when you recorded it or was it like she was one place? You were I think else? she recorded Almost Is Never Enough in the same studio that I recorded over and over again in. But I recorded Almost Never Enough in London because I couldn't get to LA gotcha, I think gotcha. I was working in London at the time. Um, but it's, I think it shows maturity, like real maturity. Yes. The fact that whatever happened in the past happened. Um but we can kind of put that to one side and go, you know what, the, the, the main thing here is music. Like, we both love music. 
Um, I've got massive respect for her as an, as an artist. I think she's an incredible vocalist. Um, and she absolutely killed it. So I, th- I think it shows, especially like, especially for us at quite a young age still, yeah. I think it shows great maturity. Hell yeah. And you sound beautiful together. Thanks. You really do. It's Cheers. nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it feels like the song like lifts when she starts singing. It's yeah. like the heavens have opened <laughs> and, and she arrives. <laughs> Her vocal is crazy. It's ridiculous. It's always crazy. Yeah, I remember getting it back and I was just like, yep, there she is. <laughs> do, you think, again. do you think <laughs> there's any like awkwardness like working with your ex or no? I don't think so. I think it's only as awkward as you let it become. Um, I actually I remember speaking to her about it. I was like, I was like this can't even be awkward because we're not going to let it get awkward. No. Um, yeah. And I know that like people in in media are going to be like, oh, exes are working together and try and make it awkward. And I'm probably going to get asked a lot of awkward questions to try and make me slip up and say something that's going to make it awkward. Um, But I think most importantly, uh, that feels like a long time ago. Like it feels like 300 years ago. Well, because like, let's be real in your life right now. It kind of was a lifetime ago. Exactly. It was a different band ago. It was a different project ago. Yeah. I mean, when was it? Three years ago? It must have been. Yeah, I would think. If not at least. Three and a half? Yeah, it must be. It's been a a long, long time ago. Um, So I think we've both grown up so much. We're in a very, like, I think from the ages of like 18, 19 to 21, 22. It's a huge time it's in people's life. life. You're a different person. It's like if I, I look back and go, I was a child. I mean, not literally. I mean, like, yeah. like, like <laughs> but I, I was young. And like, I'm, I think especially being in a band, being the young one in a band, yeah. you're made to feel a lot younger than you actually are as well. Uh, so whereas all my friends were at uni kind of yeah. um, like learning about life. I was still the young one in the band and very much being looked after and stuff like that. Um, so I was mentally quite young as well. So I think I've had to grow up a lot in the last few years. Um, and I've, yeah, it's when, cool. When you look back today, because you've been doing this a while. I mean, you, you won a Britney Spears karaoke competition when you were six years I old. certainly did. I yeah. mean, come on. And then yeah. from that moment on, you did a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. You know, you acted a little bit. You sang yeah. consistently. Yeah. And then you joined The Wanted. They have an open audition. Yeah. You're the youngest in this band. Yeah. Is there a part of you working with these guys and them treating you like the baby of the group, that kind of pisses you off. Because if you look at it now, I mean, you are the one with the real musical chops, right? You can, no, you can sing, you can write, you can do everything. You know what? I think what's great about uh, the band is that everyone was individually very talented because yeah. uh, it was an open audition and everyone got in the band on their own merit. I think almost very similar to the One Direction setup because they all auditioned as soloists. Yeah. Um, and especially for me, I went into into the the band especially about three auditions in when I, I remember them cutting about 150 people and there was like 50 people left um and I was sat there and I looked around the room and the next person in age was Jay and he was 19 and I was like 15 16 and I was like there's no way I'm gonna get in this band yeah I'm so young compared to the rest of them and then I was just like well, you know what? It's an experience. And you're performing in front of very, very high up people in the yes. industry. I was like, I'm just going to sing whatever. I'm going to forget about auditioning for a boy, but now I'm just going to be me. So I remember the next audition, I walked in and sang Stevie Wonder lately. And I was like, 
I don't care. Um, <laughs> but then that was the audition that got me that in the band. Um, yeah, I mean, like, how many boy banders are going to audition to that song? I mean, like, especially at the age of sixteen. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, th- I think they happen. thought the arrogance that he's going to walk in and sing that song um, in a very high key. I remember right as well. I think it's a bit too high. Um, I th- I think that's kind of what what did it. But um, you know, I think it's weird when you first get in the band. I remember kind of, especially with producers. Um, they were like, oh, no, your time will come. Like, you're a bit too young to sing on this record. I'm like, hang on, I'm the same as the rest of them. They're exactly. like, yeah, but they've been through more, so it's more believable if they sing this about this and this. And I was just like... Oh, nonsense. No, okay. So I kind of, like... I just... I, I got very quiet, I think. Yeah, I mean, you only ended up writing, like, two songs for The Wanted. Uh, yeah. That's... Both of which were singles. I'm, I'm, I must add Congratulations. <laughs> 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 you <would> do- <laughs> Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Go. Did you ever feel like Zane at that point? Because Zane always says like he didn't really feel like he fit into One Direction. No, you know what? I very much felt like I fitted into the band, um, and like it was great, especially with the team and the guys. It was it was very much it was like a family, um, which like. I loved like we all like very much loved each other uh still do um and all care for each other and care about each other like it was if if someone saw like someone was getting a hard time by the press or something like that it we'd go into like defense mode like it was like good ruthless the yeah. way like we kind of just gathered around I, each other well you had the um, famous one direction feud i mean that was massive I there mean, was a few what I mean with that, with that, I kind of just went, like the defense thing kind of went. I was like, no, I'm not very confrontational. I'm not very good at this. Yeah. So I kind of just went into hiding. I was like, no, I'm fine. Thank you. Not me. Not today. Thank you very much. Yeah. You, you do that strategically. Yes. I know. I just hate arguments. Okay. I, I hate conflict. I hate all sorts of stuff. So when I saw all the drama that was going on, I was like. I just don't know what to do. I've never been in a fight in my life. I've never had an argument with anyone. I hate any sort of like aggression. And it was a really kind of stressful time. Um, and I was just like, ah, peace and love direction. <laughs> yeah. is, it's totally cool. I was like, I like them. Um, so <laughs> I'm a huge fan. I was petrified. I think I was listening to One Direction at the time it was kicking off. And I went on Twitter and I was just like, what on earth has happened here? Um, <laughs> and it was vicious. And I was getting like death threats out of nowhere. I was like, I haven't even said anything and I'm getting death threats. How exactly did it start? You know what? I can't even remember. I don't even think they can remember. I remember seeing Liam <laughs> a few months ago and he went, what on earth even happened with that? Um, and it was it was all very odd i think um but yeah there was a there was a few little 
feud moments. I I just never got involved in them. I like I think when it comes to that sort of stuff, I'm just like, no, not me. But you really are confrontational. I remember, like, no. I think I think we had a dispute a little bit once, and like you you didn't really like get angry, but like no. you couldn't really express much. No, nope. <laughs> it was the nicest I've ever like been kind of yelled at. I mean, it was yeah. thank you. I'd just be like, no, I disagree with you. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how I do it. I expected worse. You know, I had I had a dream last night, and it was a really, really scary dream. Um, I like that someone had gone on Twitter and just decided to absolutely annihilate me mm. for just no apparent reason. And I remember just waking up this morning, like sweating in out of panic. Um, and and I just remember I was like, I woke up, I was like, what would I do? And I was like, I ended up replying like. Oh well, I'm very sorry you feel that way, um, but I'm I'm a big fan of you, and uh, I really hope you get over this moment in your life. Um, so I'm I'm yeah I'm so undramatic with stuff like that um, that yeah I can't be bothered with it. Okay, doing this since you were six, do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Uh, yeah, I was fourteen. Um, it was a song. Oh, what's it called? Uh, it's right at the piano when I was fourteen about my girlfriend at the time. Um, it was really cute, actually. I used it as the audition for the band. Uh, I can't remember what the song's called. Give me a lyric. Do you remember any of it? No. It was very nice. What's the biggest yeah. thing you learned over the years? I mean, you've been, again, like we talked, you've been through, like, career waves. You've essentially had yeah. a few different careers here. Absolutely. Um, you learn I a lot. from kind of being signed and then, like, going through all that, and then there was, like, the highs, the lows, and then, and then nothing very quickly. Yeah. Um, and then the... Okay, this is this is brutal. This industry, uh, and then kind of picking myself back up and and getting back into the writing. The one thing that I've learned: just be yourself. Like you, if you try and be someone that you're not, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You, like no one's going to believe you if you don't believe in yourself. Um, and that's kind of what I look look into on on track one on the album. It's a song called "Good Things Coming to Those Who Wait," uh, as it stands anyway. Um, and I'm I'm just telling my. It's like a, a note to myself, just telling myself like chill like just be yourself like take your time yeah. like just don't pretend to be somebody that you're not it's like because it's going to be fine there must be a moment of realization when that when you sit down with yourself after a really long day and you go you know what today was cool but i wasn't me um i think sometimes i think you can kind of ad- adapt to different situations um because i think i've got a few different gears in my personality. Yeah. Um, I've got like the very young side because at the end of the day, I am still 22, so I can be a complete and that's a child when I want to be. Um, <laughs> ask my manager. <laughs> <laughs> like I can be a nightmare when I want to be. Uh, but then at the same time, I can sit down, I'm not going to, but sit down and have a conversation about politics and stuff like yeah. that. So it's like, I do think that I, I like to have different parts of my personality that I like to tap into. Uh, so I don't feel that I'm ever someone that i'm not because uh, i think i've kind of got over that because uh, i think especially when you're in a band you you try and impress people yeah like especially it's i've never had like older brothers um but i think it's how it would feel to have older brothers like you're trying to kind of do stuff to impress them and like start chatting up someone to be like look who i'm chatting up and, and do you know what i mean it's like silly stuff like that <laughs> And then I was just like, no, that's not me. Um, so then I kind of got over that as I grew up, I think. Um, and yeah, it's, it's all part of the learning curve, I think. Of, I think for anyone, I think because I think people in, in normal day 
experiences. I think when people are at school, they like they try and impress their mates and be like, yeah. hey, look what I'm doing. Look at me throwing a pencil at the teacher. I Not that. that I advise that, but um, it's, <laughs> it, yeah. You do I, what I it think, takes yeah. to be cool. I think so, but uh, I've, I've kind of got comfortable with the fact that I'm just not. Um, so I've just <laughs> you've accepted it, yeah, completely and utterly accepted it. It's like I'm here for the complete and utter nerds in life, and I'm just representing. <laughs> you mentioned brothers; you don't have any, but you do have a sister. I do, who's incredibly talented. Well, how's your family? Because I remember the last, uh, uh, not the last time, but like the last time we were actually talking. You, you're you're like the nicest dude when it comes to your mom. Yeah, like, I think you were getting her a new kitchen or a new a house or something. Like, yeah, I mean, something big was happening. It's still being built. R- really? So it's like the nicest, a nice thing on the planet. Like the idea behind it. It's like I'm gonna buy this old house for my family and do it up yeah. and make it into like the house of their dreams and stuff like that. Um, until you realize that you've put your poor mum in this house for three years amongst like builders and like rubble <laughs> dust, walls being knocked down. And she's like, she's just, she just looks she's just drained because um, she's dealing with builders all the time, like people not showing up. And I was like, the intention was, was for there. it to be so nice. Um, but I probably should just bought a nice house really <laughs> instead of like turning it into something but you know what? i'm really happy with it um, it will be worth it at the end you know oh completely and it's so nearly there um i probably speak to my mum more about building work than i do about anything else <laughs> uh, which i suppose is nice so we're not talking about work all the time and and, and whatnot um but it's i had a very excited text for the other day um being like we have a garage door. And I was like, <laughs> wow, that, that's, that's your highlight of the week. <laughs> Amazing. It's huge. Why not? How are they? Are they supportive? How do they vibe with all of this? I mean, they are unbelievable. Um, I, I come from a very musical family. Yeah. Mum's a music teacher. Um, she teaches clarinet, saxophone and flute. Um, and her and my uncles uh, are all very musical. They all play professionally. Uh, my granddad, um, used to play for like Tony Bennett, Ella wow. Fitzgerald uh, on piano. So he was the most gifted musician I've, I've ever seen in my entire life. He played piano with four fingers. I mean, it's like, he is an absolute legend. Um, Wait. And yeah. Like, That's crazy. No, a dog bit off his, fing- his finger. Stop. So he taught himself how to play piano again with four fingers. Wow. And, I, and I think Holy where I get uh, like the drive from. Of course. Um, so I think it's kind of in my blood to it be makes very sense. ambitious and driven um wow. but my sister's incredibly talented um she's gonna have such a crazy career and then i'm gonna be slightly jealous but i'm gonna be like she's okay. a singer as well right she's she does everything okay um whereas i kind of just focus on music and and like songwriting and singing she can kind of do everything she can play piano better than i can ever dream of playing piano uh she can dance she can act she can sing like she wants to go into like West End and Broadway and stuff like that. Hell and yeah. She's, yeah, she's such a talent and she works so hard. Um, and it's so weird. She's at that age, she's like 19. So it's like, it's 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 that age where she's growing up yes. very quickly. Uh, and there's boys around and it's like, <laughs> I'm like coming back, I'm like, who's this? Um, <laughs> and I'm like turning into such a protective older brother. I'm like, I'm vicious when you, I want to be. Yeah, you're now confrontational and you're now ready to defend. Oh, no, but it's very passive-aggressive. It would just be like, hi. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that, that's, that's yeah, nice to meet you. 
<laughs> that sent a message though. I mean, it's lovely. It's, uh, yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm very... It's, it's all <laughs> in the good. look. I mean, obviously on radio, this is, the, the, this is a terrible story. His eyes cut through um, me like a yeah, knife going through butter. It, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's vicious. Like, it's, but it's, yeah, passive aggressive. It worked. But, Thanks. It really did. And if you, if you, guys, honestly, if you, if you're listening, um, I'm sure you can picture me as a massive, like, scary-looking <laughs> dude. Uh, but I'm the complete opposite, believe it or not. Um, so obviously, when these guys are, are around and I'm, I'm trying to be threatening, I just get laughed at, really. Um, yes, yeah, especially walking around the house singing Motown music. Um, so it's just. <laughs> Hey, what can um, you do? Hey, it's, hey, it's you, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, that's it. Always be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> How critical are you of things that you do and your performances? Because I hear you over there, like, you you can dissect music. Like, you can really take it apart, and yeah. you know every aspect of it. I'm the biggest self-critic on the planet. Um, like, I will drive myself insane. Uh, I remember doing The X Factor in the UK, and I got off stage, and I went, How did it go? And everyone went, I mean, it was great. Couldn't have gone any better. I watched it back. I was like, yeah, that part in the second verse because I'm that better. And it ruined my night. And they were like, what's wrong with you? It's one word. And that wasn't even out of tune. It was like the way that you sang it, you didn't like. And that ruined your night. So I, I really let myself get into such a, a strange place because I think if you don't, um, if you don't criticize yourself, yes. you'll never get better and you'll never strive to get better and and make sure the next time you do it you go i gotta make sure i do that right this time but it gets to the point where it could really cripple you i've been there like it's like it's like it torn apart my brain yeah you know and it's it's hard but you're right that's the only way you evolve that's absolutely and i think if you have a if you're having a bad show and you've you've got to better yourself so yeah like i i kind of i like shout on myself to focus um and I'm really, really tough on myself. I remember, like, in New York, uh, but I, I try and dig deep. Like, the, the the show that I did in New York at the Gramercy, um, which is amazing, like, sold out in 10 minutes. So there was, like, all this pressure. Like, there was, like, a real, like, excitement with yeah. the, the fan base. And I woke up that morning, and I was, like, I didn't know where I was. I was, like, hallucinating. Um, I could have sworn I had a conversation with someone from my team who was currently in London in person. And I was like, I was on another planet and I was so unwell. I had this virus uh, and the doctor was like, if I was you, I'd cancel the show. And I was like, not today, not today of all days. My first US, no, I'm not doing that. And I had my my band across. So like all eight of them are kind of going, what's happening? And we're like, we don't know. So I turned up to soundcheck. I basically got carried into soundcheck and then carried out of soundcheck until the doctors. And he was like, I wouldn't do it if I was you. Like, I don't know how you're going to get through this show. And then I sle- I remember going to the venue. I slept for about an hour before. I woke up half an hour before, got changed, did like a, a quick warm up, got on stage, did the show of my life, uh, got off stage um, and then went to the journalist area, talked to a few journalists, nearly threw up over one of them and went and passed out. <laughs> wow. wow. And that happened. And I was like, I mean, it's, it's just strange where you get that kind of, it can come from you. Yeah. yeah it, it can come from somewhere when it's time. But I do believe that's because yeah. previously I haven't let myself, like, I've kind of trained myself to not get like that and yes. not kind of give up on something. Wow. Because um, I'll always strive for better. And how'd the show go? Show of your life? Literally the show of my life. And I was like, how? And I remember doing the same in London. On There was like, I did like a, a run of shows across the UK. 
because I wanted the fans to be the first ones to hear the music. Yeah. Um, and halfway through the show, my voice just went, nope, no more. That's scary. Yeah, that, it's gone. And I remember sitting down over and over again. And I'm like, do I transpose the song down a key? Do I change the key a bit? And and, and I was like, no, because I'll end up losing concentration and, and start playing a different chord or something. So I changed the whole melody of the song to fit the state of my voice, <laughs> That's which my was easy. non-existent. And then throughout the show, I was looking at my tour manager. I was like, I need a steamer. I need hot water, honey. I need lemon. I need ginger. I need this, this, this. And I was yeah. putting out every trick in between songs wow. to get to this. And I was like, cool. In the sound mix, can we turn the BVs up a bit so I can do this, 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 to get this, 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 and then get that to that. So it was, it was very testing. Uh, but it keeps on my toes, I think. But that's really impressive. Cool. Yeah, you were able to run that, and you were able to handle that. Yeah. That's in, that's extreme pressure. Yeah, it keeps me going. It's flawless. Keeps it exciting. Yeah, I was just gonna say it keeps it yeah. a little fun. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It can get boring after a while. I mean, a little bit. Why not? You know. Yeah. Keep it fresh. Yeah, of course. You listen to radio now. Who do you want to work with? Because I feel like over and over again is going to be a smash. I'm just letting you know. Oh, thanks. I, I, I hope so. One <laughs> because we we help make them, but two because I really I think so. I know Thank so. You. Cheers, man. Thank you. Really phenomenal. Thanks. People are going to want to work with you. Okay. Who do you want to work with, and what do you think of pop music today? I think pop music's in a brilliant place. It's yeah. very, very exciting at the moment. Um, I think the next like year mm-hmm. is going to be crazy uh, with all the albums that are just dropping from everyone. I mean, the Grammys next year are just is just going to be a no go zone <laughs> for, for, for just anyone who isn't like Adele, like, Beyonce, when- Gaga, Bruno Mars, Kanye. <laughs> I mean, it's like everyone's releasing music but is that what we're looking at like because uh, you know i just had that conversation the other day and it's interesting that you brought it up people are supposed to be releasing albums this year and there's like a lot of artists that Mm. you know they're really popular you know and we play them on the radio here yeah but they might hold off on releasing their album because one adele is most definitely going to sweep i mean she broke but then you've got gaga and beyonce and you've got katie perry releasing album you've got the rihanna album it's like there's a lot of females this year that's going to be releasing albums so it's going to be like obviously the Grammys is the Grammys and, and everyone kind of looks out for that. Mm-hmm. But I think just for music in general, it's a very exciting time uh, and there's brilliant, brilliant music being made. Um, and I think there's a lot of variety music, uh, which which is nice. I agree with you. And I think there's like t- there's a lot of artists who do it all. You yeah. know, there's a lot of the Charlie Poots and Megan Trainers and Nathan yeah. Sykes of the world. They're coming up, you know, people who can write, perform, sing, yeah. produce. They do everything. Absolutely. And it comes from a really genuine place. And you can tell. Yeah. And and I think, um, yeah, I think it's a lot more, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a lot more transparent yeah. um, these days if, if you kind of just let other people do it for you um, and you kind of just front something. What do you think of the new Rihanna single? Have you heard it? Work? Not yet. I haven't heard it. My Twitter blew up like, yeah. the other night, and I was just like, oh, "Okay, I need to hear this." Like, um, I could play yeah. it for you if you want before you leave. Yeah, it's like you can judge for yourself. Okay, you judge for yourself. What do you think? I think it lacks completely. Oh, okay, and I think it was a it was a it was a weird attempt at something that never really totally came into fruition. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Have to hear it. I I like bitch better have my money better than I like this. That's almost correct. That video. I thought it was all right. <laughs> I thought it was From a creative point of view. I was like, that's that's crazy. I thought it was like, a much bigger hit than it was. Like it should have been. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a bit of a crime that it wasn't a, a bigger hit. Um, I agree. And she's fun as well. That's what I love about her. She just 
does not care. She truly uh, doesn't care. Zero. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, and I, I think more people should be like that, really. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's just fascinating to see what she can just keep on coming up with. Um, and there's a lot of people, especially on the creative front, that's, that's really taking control of that as well. Because yeah. I think uh, the days are kind of going where where people are uh, kind of writing songs and then just giving it to a, a, produ- like a video director and being like, can you make me a video? I think they're writing the songs and working on the songs and being like, so here's my idea for the video. Um, can you kind of make it come yes. to life? Which is why I love what I'm doing so much is because on all the videos, I've taken the ideas to the directors and been like, can you work with this? Can you see what you can do with this? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, cool, we can do it. It's this. very collaborative. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and that's what's exciting. It's like everything's kind of coming together. And I think with the labels, well, from my point of view anyway, the labels are, are getting more relaxed with that yeah. as well. They're getting more collaborative. Uh, and, and I'm very lucky. The label that, that I'm at, Global, is just the best place to be. It's, it's, it's a big team. It's a big family. Um, and everyone wants what's right for music um and and it's it's really really fantastic that that they're so willing to kind of work with the artists yeah. and, and kind of accept their ideas and rare like it's but brilliant. it's needed absolutely yeah album do we have do we have a date i mean y- you hint i, I want to hear it all uh we'd have uh you have a rough time okay we, we're saying the fall which <laughs> give me a season that works yeah that that, that works um do the fall yeah you the, know the fall time yeah. it after yeah, this Grammy round, is you know a little yeah. strategic there. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure which side of it is going to come on. Because um, obviously, like obviously, the the Grammys is is one thing, but you don't you don't want to kind of base yourself on the the Grammy. You got to do what's right for you. I of think. course. Uh, and and obviously, it's it would be the most incredible thing and and beyond dreams come true uh, to to get recognised, but. I think I think it'd be very arrogant of me to kind of be like I've got to put it here just just in case. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, so never I'm, know. you know what? I'm just going to get on with with my thing. And if they if they recognise me, then obviously that's fantastic. And and if they don't, then obviously I'll, I'll just keep on working very hard. And and hopefully one day that they do. I feel like that's something that you acquire after being in this industry and doing what you've been doing for so long, right? In the face of no matter what, you just keep doing you, yeah, right? Absolutely. No matter how it can get <laughs> you just keep doing you and you don't stop absolutely yeah you got to do what's right for you and you've got to write the songs that that you care about and that's what i love about the label as well when i sat down with the head of the label ash hi ash um he i, ju- I just said to him i just went like what like what do you want me to write a certain yeah. sound or something because at that point i didn't have a clue what i was going to write and he just went write the album that you've always dreamed of making and we'll support it. And I was just like, that's the best thing that I could ever hear as an artist. Uh, and that was amazing. Beautiful. And we end on that. We've covered so much. We have. It's a nice yeah. conversation. That was amazing. I mean, we had a few years to catch up for, to be Absolutely. fair. Absolutely. You know, it was yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Zach Sang and the gang. So, what'd you think? Good, bad, ugly? Well, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please check out more of what we have to offer. We have a lot of goodies. Facebook.com slash Zach Sang and the Gang or ZSATG over on Twitter. For now, please be safe. Do not die and don't go to jail. Spread peace. Spread love. Until next time, friends. Bye-bye.